This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is Ryan Horvat uh, of BetMGM Tonight. And, of course, Tailgate Kickoff. Catch Tailgate t- Kickoff Saturday mornings locally here in Milwaukee on 1250 AM, The Fan from 8 until 9 AM. Get all of his picks for the weekend. And here's some great interviews uh, along the way as well. Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. You can follow me of course, at Sparky Radio. And uh, this Jonathan Taylor story is simply not going away. Uh, I just had Jason Hershorn on uh, from the Leap uh, newsletter, Packer newsletter that him and Peter Bukowski do, had him on uh, Wednesday. Uh, and he was talking about the fact that he had originally thought that it was an agent leak. Ryan Wood uh, of the Green Bay Press Gazette had reported that it was just a Packer scout talking with somebody from the Colts. That's all it was. Goody really didn't address it in his presser necessarily. Just always just pretty much saying, Hey, we check in on everybody, see what's going on, whatever. Um, however, what I brought up on Wednesday to Hershorn and Ryan Horvath was okay, so maybe it is nothing, but the fact that it's out, if you're Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, aren't you going, What the hell is going on? The season's about to start, and, and now we're trying to find somebody's replacement or whatever. And then, as Matt Schneiman reported of the athletic, Neither one was available for media after the practice uh, on that on that day, Wednesday, when the story originally broke. And now yesterday, Thursday, comes the Josina Anderson report saying the Dolphins and Packers were both willing to make Jonathan Taylor the highest paid running back in the National Football League. It's not going away as of right now. So either Goody and whoever Ryan Wood is talking to is full of it, or the sources for Field Yates and Josina Anderson is... Jonathan Taylor's agent uh, or Jonathan Taylor or something along those lines where they're getting one side and they're not actually talking to the personnel of Miami or green Bay. Not quite sure, but for the, doing the exercise, let's just talk about, okay, let's just say this actually may happen. So the first question Ryan Horvath is, would you trade for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor? If you were good at Kunst and the green Bay Packers. Okay, we're going to get into the financial stuff next and whatnot and yep. fit, right? Right. We'll just Jonathan Taylor, the football player. Jonathan Taylor, the football player. Would you want him if you're the Packers knowing, again, he's 24. Aaron Jones is 29 with a year left at a stupid number that they're going to have to fix or do something with. Uh, and then A.J. Dillon. We know your thoughts on A.J. Dillon for the last couple of years. So those are your options. But I trade for Jonathan Taylor. I know I said on the last pod, yes, I thought about it. No, I would not trade for Jonathan Taylor. Would not. I would not trade for Jonathan Taylor. No, I, 
I, uh, he's a running back. I know he's only 24 years old, but in three years, he's going to be 27 years old. And then he's going to be 28 years old. And like Delvin Cook's 27 years old. And he couldn't find a home for a month and a half, two months, and nobody wanted to pay him. Um, so, no, just because in the NFL, if you got a good offensive line, which that's what Green Bay's you know, they're, they're built on, yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of plug and play. I'd rather draft somebody in the third or fourth round. I'd rather get the next Jonathan Taylor for a cheaper deal uh, and find that next guy in the draft. Like you see these running backs that are coming out of college now. It's not just Bijan and um, you know the guys that are going in the first round, like Jameer Gibbs. They're really good. So I wouldn't actually, and I'll tell you why soon. I uh, I would. I, I I think I would. Yes, um, because he is five years younger than Aaron Jones. Obviously, that's part of it. You saw what he could be. Now, again, he had, what was it? Uh, I don't have the numbers up. I think it was 332 carries two years ago in 21. Uh, and then, of course, he was hurt in a majority of 22. But he had 18 touchdowns, 40 or 50 receptions, something along those lines. He did everything for the Colts. 300 carries, there's no chance he's going to get that many carries in Green Bay. Uh, Matt LaFleur will never allow that. He's never going to touch the ball that much. They'll have a second back like they do with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and they're going to split carry. So he'll never beat at that point. But he is more of a threat in my mind than Aaron Jones is as a running back. Like If you're a defense, are you more concerned about Jonathan Taylor, the running back, or are you more concerned about Aaron Jones, the running back? What would you say to that, Ryan? Um, you're a linebacker, man. right? Or a safety. Like who, who, who worries you more in the backfield behind Jordan Love? I mean, you're not going to like my answer, I don't think. Maybe Aaron Jones, though. Aaron Jones okay. is more shifty. Aaron Jones is a better pass catcher. I mean, you could line him up really anywhere on the field. He's probably Green Bay's best wide receiver last year, the first eight weeks of For the sure. season. So I might say Aaron Jones. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is great. Can I just tell you my no – it's not even a knock on Jonathan Taylor. What concerns me when you say he's 24 years old, you just said it. Like, he wouldn't have to take on that workload in Green Bay, but – his rookie year, he had 232 carries. Yep. His second season in the league, he had 332 carries. Last season, he was injured, 192 carries. Okay, that's a big workload for a three-year sample size. Let's go all the way back to 2017 when he's a freshman at Wisconsin, 299 carries. 2018 as a sophomore, 307 rushing attempts. Oh, wow. 2019 is a junior, Sparky. 320. He had nine. He had he had 926 rushing attempts at Wisconsin. 756 rushing attempts already in the pros. So yeah, he's 24 years old. But find me the next 21, 22 year old, and we'll plug and play that thing every three, four years. I hate to be that guy because I want to see running backs get paid. But let a stupid organization pay Jonathan Taylor all that all that money, or let him go to Miami. You know, great fit with Mike McDaniel. Although the more I think about it, man, Mike McDaniel. I know he was the run game coordinator in San Francisco. I don't know if that's a great fit for Jonathan Taylor. Maybe anywhere is a great fit for Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, sorry, I would not trade for Jonathan so, Taylor. I looked at Aaron Jones' stats while you were doing the, the the stats on Jonathan Taylor. Aaron Jones had 213 attempts last year and two touchdowns. He had 171 attempts the year prior to that and four touchdowns. 201 attempts in 2020 and nine touchdowns. Career year in 2019 was 236 carries and 16 touchdowns. As far as touchdowns go, career year, not necessarily yards. Averages per carry, four, six, five, five, four, seven, five, three. So right there in that range. But he ain't close to 300 carries. 
And there's no way Jonathan Taylor, because of what you just said, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutenkunz, they know how many carries he had at Wisconsin. And they know your body is only going to take so many hits before it starts retreating itself going, dude, we're done. Like uh, we're done. We're not doing, I'm not coming back from that hit or whatever the case may be. So I think he'll probably average closer to like 215 to 220 carries. But again, that's going to add up quick. In those years that you were reading Jonathan Taylor, in 2017 for the Packers, Aaron Jones had 81 carries. In 2018, he had 133 carries. And in 2019, he had 236 carries. So while he was doing that at Wisconsin, Jones was in the NFL taking a heck of a lot less beating than he was in college. Like, God bless the new Wisconsin offense. Although, I'll tell you, man, I really like the under this weekend because I know we're thinking that we're going to see this air raid offense, but how much are you really going to show against Buffalo, who I think is going to be terrible this season? And you still have Braylon Allen. But, yeah, they just ran him into the ground. One more thing on this, another reason I wouldn't trade for Jonathan Taylor has nothing to do with the money. Kind of has something to do with the money, though. I would rather wait. It's a passing league. I would rather wait. I mean, even look at the fantasy drafts other than Christian McCaffrey. It's all wide receivers going in early rounds, right? So I would rather wait for that pissed off wide receiver week seven, week eight, make a deal for him. Mike Evans. Season, throw a bunch of money at a veteran wide receiver like a T Higgins who might be available, even though you could have drafted him. I know people hate when I bring that up, but just because Dobbs is already hurt. Christian Watson, I don't trust to stay healthy all season long, and he still does have some drops, right? So yep. we're excited about these guys, but, man, I would love a, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson. Not that we're going to get him, but you know what I mean. Uh, um, you know, I mean, who knows, though? A.J. Brown, did, did you think he was going to go to Philadelphia and Tyreek Hill would be playing in Miami? So rather than, like, make a deal for Jonathan Taylor, and I know we're going to get to the financial thing here in a second, and pay him all this money, make him the highest-paid running back, that would make me mad because – I would have rather them a year ago not upset Devontae Adams when he was the best receiver in the league. And you could bring up his age, 30-31, but I would rather have a very good Devontae Adams up until 34-35 than a running back until 26. So well, you bring up wide receiver. receiver. Right. Mike Evans apparently is going to be that guy that's going to get traded probably at the deadline because – he wants a new deal. Now, again, he's older, right? I mean, he's not 24 like Jonathan Taylor, uh, and he, but he's been in the league. He's been consistent. He's been good. I don't think Goody's going to trade for him because I think he's too old and they don't think they're close enough necessarily to go trade for a veteran wide out to kind of put him over the hump at this point. And wide receiver, athletically and from a town perspective, is probably the best position on the roster right now. Yeah. I mean, man, Mike Evans is damn good. He made Johnny Manziel look good at Texas A&M. Last season, him and Brady like couldn't get on the same page. He's also a really good teammate. When Brady got hit that one time, he's yeah. fighting getting kicked out of the game. Put but me down for the Jets for Mike Evans at the deadline. He, oh, most likely. But that's what I would want. See, I would get excited. I might even buy a jersey. Even I know he's another year older, but Mike Evans I would get excited for. I'd say absolutely. Uh, a running back, nah. I, I'm good with, with, with what they have, to be honest. I'm good with okay. – yeah, I'm not the biggest A.J. Dillon fan, but, I mean – if the offensive line stays healthy, that's the thing, man. I mean, they could pass block last year, but they got to improve on the run blocking. So I'm good with what they have. All right, let's move to number two. What would you give up for uh, Jonathan Taylor if you were going to give up something for Jonathan Taylor at this point? Now, I said I'm all in on getting something for Jonathan Taylor. And if it's me, I'm all for giving up A.J. Dillon and something for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think I want Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones for one year together. I just kind of want to see what it looks like. Um, 
mean, I would be fine with Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Dillon for one year. But I don't think you can go Taylor, Dillon, and Jones. So I think one of those two backs have to go back to Indy uh, in that deal. And then probably like, I don't know, a second or a third round pick, something like that. Maybe it's Dylan and a third or Dylan and a second or something uh, along those lines. Uh, if And I don't know if Indy would even take it because Ursay has lost his mind. Uh, but that would be something I would be kind of intrigued by offering. I don't think I'm willing to give up number one pick, even though you may have two number one picks because if Rodgers plays, we know 65% of the time they get the Jets one. Even with two number one picks, I still don't want to give up a number one pick for Jonathan Taylor because this team is still young and still needs higher end talent to fill holes. See the safety position, obviously. And there's not going to be a lot of safeties. It doesn't appear in the first round next year as of right now, even though you know we're just starting the college football season. But these early mock drafts, I think I've seen one safety uh, in the mock drafts. At safety in Minnesota last night, though, was pretty good. Um, so for me, I would say A.J. Dillon uh, and like a second or a third would probably be something I'd go along with. If they don't want a running back and they're like, no, we just want picks then you want something accumulative to a first is what they're asking for. And I think a three and a five is accumulative to a first or two and a five is accumulative first, something like that. However, those, those numbers add up. I'd be okay with that too, but I'm not giving up a straight up first round pick for him. No, I'm probably not giving up. Like I would take Jonathan Taylor if it was a third or fourth round pick, probably a fourth round pick as crazy as that sounds. I mean, green Bay could have drafted Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I mean, they also could have, I don't know if I told you this spark, you drafted, T Higgins, but T okay, Higgins. So who would they have had instead of Jonathan Taylor? If they, so you're saying they had Jonathan Taylor on the board and they didn't draft him, right? Well, so I mean, did, they, would, they would have had to take him at pick 26. They took Jordan love and Jonathan Taylor went in the second round pick 41. So, you know, pretty high, but here's what I'm asking you, right? If you wanted Jonathan Taylor that bad, Jonathan Taylor went 41 to Indianapolis. AJ Dillon went 62 to green Bay. Do you think they could have traded up if they really if if they had this first round or some I'm sorry second round grade they had this grade on Jonathan remember Taylor, they wanted him so bad do you think he could have moved up for him but Ryan remember they moved up in the first round and gave up assets to go get your boy Jordan Love so because you already moved up once I can't imagine he was moving up a second time and further remember that when they took AJ Dillon as mad as people were about the Jordan Love pick people were just as pissed off about the AJ Dillon pick because they're like we don't need a damn running back we didn't need a quarterback we don't need a running back what are we doing do you remember how mad everybody was people were mad on Thursday they come back on Friday like okay now here we go get a wide receiver for Aaron and they go AJ Dillon and people lost their minds like what are they doing but I mean so there's no way he would have traded up for Taylor no chance here's where no chance you're giving up a first-round pick for a running back. So would you be mad if next year Green Bay drafted a running back in the second round? Do you think the fans Well, you got to tell me what the scenario is. So Jones is gone into free agency, uh, and well, you essentially like, have to have a running back? I'm just trying to justify why I wouldn't give up a second-round pick for Jonathan Taylor at 24 years old, because this is my point. I would rather draft a running back in the fourth or fifth round who's 21-22. Sure, he's not going to be Jonathan Taylor, but he could be damn good. I mean, like Tyler Algier, nobody even knew who the hell he was for Atlanta. Everybody talked about Patterson all season long, and Algier broke the Atlanta Falcon rushing record. And then they took a running back in the first round, though, so obviously they weren't that sold. So, yeah, yeah, So, But, like, that's – that's yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) it's it's like a game-changing back. I, Jonathan, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor moves the needle for me. He's great. He's a great player. I just, I, I think I would only do a third or fourth round pick. I don't even think I would do it too. Maybe I'm I'll crazy. T- I'll say this. 
if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're watching this, you watch Goody go get all these athletic, fast receivers for Jordan Love. He gets a stud tight end. It appears a Musgrave if he doesn't drop the ball every other throw. Uh, at tight end, that's going to be a difference maker with his speed. Kraft looks like he'll probably be a solid run blocker and a decent pass catcher. So they've added that. The offensive line, he doesn't really miss all that much on usually. Royce Newman might be the exception. But for the most part, he really doesn't miss on the offensive line. If they went and got Jonathan Taylor in his prime and paid him. So now he's got a stud back in the backfield who had 18 touchdowns two years ago, plus all these young guys around him. And Taylor's only 24. If I'm Jordan Love, yes, I love Aaron Jones. And Goody called Aaron Jones the heart and soul of the Packers. And if I'm Aaron Jones' agent, I was like, I'll take that clip and play that back for Goody in contract negotiations. But he called the heart and soul of, of the team. But if it's if it's Taylor back there, Literally, he's your highest paid player on offense because Bakhtiari is going to be gone. Jones will be gone if they get Jonathan Taylor because they have to pay Jonathan Taylor. And then Jordan Love is going to get what? I don't know, $25 million a year, something like that, $30 million a year when they give him his extension. Still not $50 million a year like Rodgers. And you go from that standpoint, and for the next four years, let's say four years, that will make Taylor 28, somewhere around that area. That offense is going to be young, fast and in their prime with no issues of contracts or anything else going forward. And they're set Ryan Horvath. Doesn't that excite you? Doesn't that make you happy? I mean, it's not going to happen. Nothing. We've, we've no done this. Nothing here's, at all. Well, cause here's, here's the thing. Why would I get myself excited when uh, a couple years ago, I was excited for Odell Beckham Jr. He ends up going to the Rams yes. and win a Super Bowl. Fair. Why would I get excited yeah. when granted you would have had to trade Aaron Rodgers, but Brett Favre wanted Randy Moss. Randy Moss would have played in Green Bay. Doesn't happen. Yeah. Why would I get excited when all you had to freaking give up was a third-round pick for Tony Gonzalez? You don't do that, and then he goes and has three or four more good years in Atlanta. So I just I know how this goes. This is why I post the Gudikins hashtag in the mix. The Packers are always in the mix yes, for this. They They're always making this call. No, the Packers don't get Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> they don't get DeAndre Hopkins. They don't get A.J. Brown. They get Rasul Douglas and, and, De- and Devondre Campbell, man. That's who we get. Okay, so I'm not gonna get excited and have all these big dreams. And even if they did get Jonathan Taylor, they the floor would probably drop Jordan Love back 45 times, go to the podium with tears in his eyes, and be like, "Oh, I got to be better. All right, that's on me. I got to get Jonathan Taylor the football." So I don't even know that I want Jonathan Taylor because is the floor gonna give him the ball? Uh, all right, let's go on to topic number three. <laughs> How much would you be willing to pay Jonathan Taylor? Because Josina Anderson, again, saying that, according to her sources, Miami and the Packers already said that they're in to make him the highest paid running back. Now, again, a lot of people believe her sourcing on all of this is Taylor's agent. Very well could be, in which case he wants, to put, he wants to put all of that out there if that's who her source is. I have no idea who her source is. I've only talked to her, I think, twice, and both times were at the Combine when she sat at our table. But outside of that, that's the extent of my relationship with Josina Anderson. So let, let's let's talk about this from this perspective. Could they afford to make him the highest paid back in the NFL and be okay on this with this current roster, knowing Bakhtiari is going to be gone here in the next year or so? I say, yes, they could. Now, would I pay him $16 million a year? No chance. No way. No how. Could they justify it because of how cheap this offense is going to be? With all of these young players for the next three or four years, 
I think they could justify it. It makes sense. And when Taylor's contract's up, okay, now I got to pay Watson. Now I got to pay Dobbs. Now I got to pay Musgrave. And by, by that time, he's 28, 29. See you. Good luck to you in your future endeavors. You're still out before he's 30 and everybody wins and they have a great run for three or four years. So I can justify it from Goody's perspective. I, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, would never pay that dude $16 million a year myself. 12, maybe 12, but not 16. Not, that's, that seems to be an awful lot for me. No, same. Like, in, if you weren't going to make Devontae Adams the highest paid receiver two years ago, why the hell are you going to make Jonathan Taylor the highest paid running back? No, this is my point. Like, no, because that's not the way to do it in the NFL. I mean, there's a when's like the last time that a Super Bowl champion even had a thousand yard rusher? I think there's like this stat that's out there. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco last season for Kansas City. You know what I mean? Like it's right. a passing league. So Jonathan Taylor to Green Bay, I don't think that doesn't win him a Super Bowl. I would rather have that money to spend on another stud pass rusher. And I love Rashawn Gary, and we'll see what we have <coughs> um and all these other guys, but I would rather pay a pass rusher. Maybe you're going to need to pay a safety here, I, a wide receiver. I just I couldn't pay a running back sixteen million dollars a year. Not Jonathan Taylor. I couldn't do it. Um, I also though, like while I say this, I would still be excited if they did decide to do it, which is funny, you know, because I just don't think it's the smart thing to do. And two thousand and six. I just looked it up. Two thousand and sixteen Patriots were the last team with a thousand yard rusher. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. You know what I mean? So it's a long time. That was Le'Garrette yeah. Blunt with 1,161 yards. And Jordan Love looks so good. I mean, the offense looks. I don't. I'm more worried about the defense, honestly. I'm. I'm worried about youth. Obviously, this is the youngest team in the National Football League. But if Joe Barry isn't a complete scrub, and he gets those guys, I mean, if they play, you know, more press man coverage, they get more physical. They get after the quarterback. They. It's all about takeaways, man. Yep. They could be top 10 in the league in takeaways. Then I think they win 11, 12 games. So I don't think they need Jonathan Taylor. I'd rather, I mean, this team, they're pretty smart financially. Let's be honest, they're pretty cheap. So this would actually kind of anger me uh, a little bit if they're going to spend all that money on a running back. And I think Goot's too smart. I'm calling cap on this, Sparky. I think these are lies. I do not believe Joe Cena Anderson. I think this is all coming from Jonathan Taylor's agent. I'm not saying well, that she's just reporting what she's being told. It's no, not like she's I'm making saying stuff they didn't up. Do their due diligence and make yeah. phone calls. I guarantee Goot made a phone call. Hell yeah, we'll take Jonathan Taylor. I have a hard time believing that all of a sudden Green Bay is going to make him the highest paid running back in the league. That, right? I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yes, totally agree with you. That's why a lot of people Aren't think. The Josina source is an agent, probably. I don't know so. Ken Ingles. Aren't they in like Cap Hell still from Roger's deal, or are they fine too? Like, aren't no, we? No, they're we, no. Are I, we I like think, in the business of spending money right now? Or are we in the business of like trying to save with this young ass team? I think, and then win in two years. I think I just saw. Nah, you're gonna make a good look. I think Ingles said, and Ken Ingles, by the way, if you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, he's kind of like the the Twitter. Uh, cap guy, I guess you is that how what you would call him? I don't know. Yeah, but capologist. He, yeah, he uh, a cap guy. So he kind of goes through all this, and he understands the CBA far better than I do to understand all of this. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Packers already created fifty four point four million of cap space early this offseason through restructures and pay cuts. They are down to about six point two million of effective cap space for this upcoming twenty twenty three season, with a handful of ways. Uh, of getting a few million more outside of cutting and trading veterans. So as of right now, they sit 
six million under the cap going into the season. The Green yeah, Bay this, Packers. And I know that, like, you know, this isn't going to like carry over. But what I'm saying is, I just don't know that this is the season that you go all in and you spend a bunch of money. Like, look, look what the Chicago Bears are doing. Um, I actually think what Ryan Poles is doing is pretty smart the way that he's spending his money. I would just rather just see what you have with these young guys and kind of evaluate. Because I think, and who knows? I mean, you got a bunch of first-round picks on defense, right? Yep. Jordan Love isn't this – he shouldn't be this project. We can't treat him like he's this project. He's not. He's a first-round pick. You traded up in the first round to get him. So, And he knows the offense. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they need Jonathan Taylor. That's my answer. All right, last one uh, before we wrap this thing up. Uh, Ryan Horvath, of course, Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, part of the BetQL Radio Network uh, with uh, Nick Ashu and Trista Crick when she's on the show. She hasn't been on the show much, but every time I've tuned in. But either way, uh, also check out BetQL uh, tailgate kickoff. That's Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central Time on 1250 AM, the fan. He's on all the BetQL stations, but since a majority of our fans are probably in Milwaukee, that's why I promote it that way. Uh, Ryan Horvath, uh, on Fridays, I'd like to do like maybe your one or two picks that you like uh, for people going into the weekend. Now, this weekend, obviously, is college football. And we have to start with the Badgers uh, because there's all this uh, excitement for the Badgers as they get ready to take on Buffalo this weekend. The first time the fan base for Wisconsin will get to see this air raid offense uh, for Wisconsin under Luke Fickle uh, and Phil Longo. Uh, Expectations going into this week. All right, so I love the Badgers this season, over eight and a half wins. I think the West comes down to that game with them in Iowa, and Iowa doesn't even know if Cade McNamara, their quarterback, is going to be available week one. But uh, I like Wisconsin. They're huge favorites, though. It's like 27 and a half or something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. So I what I actually did here, I don't know if they win by four touchdowns. I took the under in the game. I do think they win pretty handily. I don't like Buffalo this season. And I know that we're going to see the air raid offense, and you have – Tanner Mordecai coming over from SMU, but you also still have Braylon Allen who had 230 carries last year for over 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns. You also have uh, Chaz Malusi there still as well, who had 473 yards on the ground, two touchdowns and a pretty good offensive line. You are 45th in the country in rushing offense, averaging 180 a game. So while they're going to throw the ball a lot against this Buffalo defense that gave up almost 400 yards last season and only brings back five starters, I don't know that they're going to want to show a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Buffalo. They bring back their quarterback, Cole Snyder, both running backs, but their offense only averaged 377 yards per game. Wisconsin on defense brings back eight starters, and it's Luke Fickle as the head coach. We know what he does. He coaches defense. But a different, but but remember, it's Jim Trestle's defensive coordinator. They're not running the same defense uh, that they ran under Jim Leonard. It's not the 3 4 anymore. Uh, And the problem that Trestle had in Cincinnati was stopping the run. Uh, with their defense over the course of time. Now, Buffalo, okay, it doesn't make doesn't really matter. But yeah. when you get into Big Ten football, where these teams do run the football, uh, most of them run it particularly well, that's going to be the big question for Wisconsin is, can they stop the run when they get to Big Ten play? Right, exactly. And that's why this week, I don't think they're going to have any worries. They should win this game. They might even cover the spread, to be honest. They're going to look really good, I think, because, again, I don't like Buffalo. Their win total is seven. They won seven games last season. Uh, I think that they go under this year, but uh, I like Wisconsin a lot this year. And that's a good point though. I mean, if if you're not able to stop the run in the big 10, you might be in trouble, especially with the teams I like, right? I mean, uh, Iowa has a really good running back and 
you know, I don't know if you have big dreams like the Big Ten title game, you have to face off against Michigan. You got Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards there. If you play Penn State, you got Nick Singleton there. Um, I'm not so, in yeah. on Penn State. I know every I've seen people picking Penn State to go to the playoff and win the Big Ten. We'll see. No, I mean, I don't like James Franklin at all. I, I, I'm not as much of a fan of James Franklin either. I, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. The game of the week. So I usually would have a bunch of bets, but I have so much money on one game this week that I don't really have a whole lot of funds for anything else. So I got the Wisconsin under, but uh, the game of the week comes on Sunday night, Florida State LSU. There was a three available. Florida State now a two-point dog, two-and-a-half-point dog in some shops. Maybe wait, see if you could get a three. I think they should be favored in this game by two points. LSU is going to be without their running back, John Emery, which really doesn't matter because they have a loaded backfield. They got Josh Williams and Noah Kane there. Noah Kane scored a touchdown against Florida State last year. But their bigger loss is going to be Mason Smith, who's their six-foot-six, 315-pound defensive tackle. Mike Norvell, I'm a big Brian – I mean, I'm not a Brian Kelly guy. I'm a big Notre Dame fan, obviously. Go Irish, baby. Sam Hartman season. But I can tell you this. Mike Norvell has faced off against Brian Kelly three times. He's covered the spread all three times. He's coached circles around Brian Kelly all three times. I like Florida State. They're going to get really creative on offense. They got this kid, Johnny Wilson. He's six foot seven. He could be a power forward. They have a Michigan State transfer, Keon Coleman. Both of those guys were really good. Both had about 800 receiving yards last season. Their quarterback, Jordan Travis, is a Heisman candidate, only threw five picks. They could run the ball. Trey Benson's back at running back, 900 rushing yards last season. Their offensive line has over 200 career starts. LSU could not run the ball against Florida State last year. I think, I think Florida State's the better team. I think they should be favored. So I'm grabbing the points. I'll be rooting against Brian Kelly. I'm always rooting against the SEC. Golden Knowles. I think we tried to cancel this, but it's still everybody's still doing it, so I'm gonna do it. Don't at me. Oh. Does that mean that we're gonna be seeing like a Florida State flag or something tweeted up by you at some point on Sunday? Because that well, was your thing last year. Every every yeah. Saturday morning, he tweeted on some some meme or some gem of whoever that was his big bet for the weekend. Every weekend, you just go to Horvath's Twitter on Saturday morning and you'll be like, okay, that's where he's putting his money. Okay, I guess I will too. And you just roll with Horvath. And more times than not, you're going to win. You know what? That's actually, I, I, I didn't even think of that. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Should I go with Chris Winky or Charlie Ward as my Leroy Twitter? Butler. Ooh, <laughs> yes, it's Leroy Butler, duh. I mean, that's easy, Leroy. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't really alive when he was. A, I was don't a... care. You got to do it. You got absolutely got to do it. It's funny. I was talking to him and Gary about this whole Jonathan Taylor thing, and uh, they were both saying the same thing. They're in the mix for everybody, Sparky. Don't overreact. You're getting all worked up over nothing. Stop. They talk to everybody and. Like you said, they never actually get anything done uh, at the end of the day. Ryan Horvath, big plans for Labor Day weekend other than uh, doing your show uh, Saturday morning from 8 to 9. You can hear it on the fan in Milwaukee Central Time. BetQL tailgate kickoff. Check that out on Saturday morning. If you're a fan of Kelly in Vegas, she'll be on it um, the second segment. And then we're going to have my guy Chase Kitty on. Give all the picks. Saturday, I'm going to sit and watch college football. Sunday, going to sit and watch college football. Monday... Going to sit and watch college football. Oh, one more. I like, I like Clemson against Duke. I, I like Clemson a lot this season. We got Clemson-Duke on Monday night. So nothing but football all weekend long. I will not leave this couch. That's my You're, I feel, I mean, 
your wife. I said it last year. Like, I, I just, hey. God bless her. I mean, she's really single every weekend. If somebody's looking to go out on a date out in, in Ryan's area, I mean, she's available. You know, she's got to take the kid with. But other than that, she's pretty much available every weekend because Horvat doesn't leave his damn couch all weekend long. And now it's three days of sitting. Do you at least like fire up the grill and like grill for the, the family or anything while the games yeah. are on? Or do you make her like do all the cooking all the weekend too? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll bring out the grill. Sometimes I'll like get things catered on a Saturday. We'll do some barbecue. Oh God, really? Yeah, yeah you got to do a big. I'm not losing the couch. I'm betting games all day. No, no, yeah. See, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Uh, he is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, of course, at Ryan Horvath. Follow me, Sparky Radio. Download current and long podcasts on your Odyssey app where we download your favorite podcasts. Add, and of course, you can also catch us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We stream all of these. Anytime I have a co-host now, for instance, the last Green and Growing podcast I did on Thursday, I had no co-host. I did it by myself. That's not on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Nobody wants to look at me and only me for 30 minutes, so I don't do that. Uh, Ryan, have a good weekend, my friend. Enjoy it, and uh, we will talk to you later. Have a good one, everybody. Have a happy Labor Day weekend. Toodles!